0: I'm gonna invite Michelle to come up. She's got a testimony for us tonight. You guys welcome Michelle this evening.
1: Um hi. I don't know if this is much of a testimony, but yep. just something that um <laughs> something that God's been putting on my heart is just this um concept of perspective shift. Um, and this this year so far has been a, um, a pretty tough year for me. And um, I've been praying and asking God to change my circumstances. And um, he hasn't. Um, they are still the same as they were at the start of the year. And if anything, it feels like they've gotten further away from where I want to be. Um, and that's been really tough. And work has been tough. And it's been hard to get up every morning and go to a job that I'm not. Um, enjoying, that I'm not passionate about anymore, that this situation is just not what I want it to be, and um, I felt like um, it is something that God's already spoken to me that he's going to change, but that process of change has been taking a lot longer than I had anticipated. You know, God speaks a word, and you think, oh, tomorrow it's going to change, because that's what my spirit felt like, that... um, the circumstances have taken a lot longer, um, but what God has been really showing me through this um, period of time is the need is that what is needed first is for my perspective to change, and that to find joy is not. I don't necessarily need the circumstances to change, but I need my perspective to change. If that makes sense. Um, so some, um, and I feel like that's what God has been doing. It's still sometimes a struggle for me, or a, a battle to keep hold of the perspective he's given me, um, but to realize that if my circumstances haven't changed yet, then God doesn't want them to have changed yet, that I am exactly where God wants me to be, and even though it's hard, I'm where he wants me to be, and that I need to have that perspective, and trusting in him that the circumstances will change when they should, when he's ready for them to change, but in the meantime, to be trusting him in this, period of time. Um, and this, this week I've been reading through Hebrews um, and actually reflecting on um, the Israelites and their journey through, um, journey out of Egypt into the promised land. And it occurred to me that um, the very same generation that God brought out, miraculously brought out of Egypt, miraculously walked through the Red Sea on dry land was the same generation that complained that couldn't trust, that didn't trust God to provide in the wilderness and that didn't end up entering into the promised land because they they got offended at God and they kept on thinking back to their time in slavery. They thought their time in slavery was better than the, the, the place that God was bringing them to. And I realized that God has already done so much in our lives. He has um, miraculously provided us salvation. He's brought us out of slavery to sin and he's done miracles in our lives and those miracles are meant to sustain us. We're meant to look back onto God's past faithfulness and even though maybe the change is taking longer than we expect and we're in that wilderness period, recognizing that God didn't bring us into that wilderness period to leave us there but that he will eventually bring us to the promised land and to trust in him and to allow To change our perspective in the midst of that, because that's essentially what the Israelites had—the wrong perspective. They were thinking of, and it's easy, it's easy for us to look at them and go, "Well, God was going to bring you into the promised land," because we have that perspective of hindsight, right? Um, But that's what we need in our situations. Does that make sense? We need to realize that God's brought us this far, and He's going to keep bringing us to where He needs us to be. um, And so, to allow God to just shift our perspective.
0: That was good. What was that, a testimony or or a sermonette? Both. It was both. Thank you, Michelle. You guys good? All right. keep checking in on you. I got to embarrass... A couple of people really quick. It's my family back there on the couch. My sister, my lovely sister, and my lovely mom. They're in town. And um, so be nice to them, okay? All right. Um, good segue. We're going to be in Hebrews tonight. <laughs> um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Hebrews 3. And I realize I gave you four, but I might start in three. Is that all right? Just keep you on your toes. Um, I haven't completely reconciled my thoughts here, so um, let's just pray and ask God to help us with that. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what Michelle just shared. It's the truth that oftentimes what we need more than um, our situation to change is we need our understanding to change so that we' are aware of what we what we have even in the present moment so that we're aware of what we truly need so that we're aware of you and um yeah, God, I, I, just, I just know that right now there's, um, there are so many things in that way that that we need you to intervene in. God, there's weariness in the room that, that we, we need you to um, bring life. We need you to bring freedom, God. We need you to bring hope, encouragement. God, I'm not asking you that as if you're you're slow. I'm not asking that as if you're behind or unaware. But God, I'm asking you that, just realizing, um, Lord, that we, um, well, we just we need the reminder of how much we need you for those things, and that they they don't come from anywhere else. They don't come from our our ingenuity our ability to get ourselves together. They don't come from um, our capability, God. They come from you by your grace, through your goodness, through your love. So God, even now, would would you speak to our hearts in a way that we can understand. Jesus' name. Amen. Um, So, I, this week it became aware to me um, in a pretty um, direct way in my own life, but also in um, our community, just that there's perhaps um, dedicated people who are tired. Anybody tired? going to amen. All right, well, that's where um, I was hearing that some folks were, and um, with that, it it sort of dawned on me, perhaps a little delayed on Tuesday, um, or maybe Wednesday, one of of those days, that that's kind of where I found myself as well. And uh, in some ways, that made sense, thinking about the past few weeks in particular, and um, the, the avid activities and the, the things that we were a part of together as a church. Um, but I felt like it was more than that. And I, I know for me it wasn't just a physical uh, exhaustion, but it was an emotional and a spiritual um, exhaustion. And I, it, it dawned on me as I spoke those words out to Maria just say, I am, I'm spiritually exhausted right now. And in fact, that was, that was helpful uh, for that realization to come about because it, it made me realize that the issue wasn't, in fact, merely um, me needing to get some more sleep. Sometimes we just need to get some more sleep, but sometimes it's more than that. Are you with me? Um, and I'm not talking about the mattress. I mean, it could be the mattress, but, uh, you Because know, if your mattress isn't good, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get, it might not be good sleep. Um, but for us, I think sometimes the rest we need isn't merely about getting more sleep, but it, it may be intertwined in some way. In fact, to uh, just the busyness of life, the, um, the way that we are in fact perhaps prone to overexerting ourselves or prone to... Um, even things like worrying, you know, that'll wear you out. And so I found myself there, and I was kind of frustrated, to be honest. So I was exhausted and frustrated <laughs> because I, I, I felt like I was saying, God, thank you for helping bring understanding to this. But at the same time, I feel like I've been trying to do something about it, and it hasn't been working I don't know if you've ever found yourself there. You realize that God, I need you. I need time with you. I need uh, refreshing from you, and you put yourself before Him, and it doesn't seem to happen, or you um, hit the repeat and same result, and um, and that's kind of where the frustration was coming from. And I sat down with the Lord. Um, because what are you, what are you gonna do? You can either give up, um, you can either just be grumpy, or you can try again. And so for me, it was okay. I'm gonna try again, and I just I need some time. I know that in fact, if I'm going to be replenished, it's going to come from him. And um, and sure enough, um, it did. And I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. And oddly enough, as I was with the Lord this week and and finally getting some breakthrough in that area, feeling like God was refreshing me in my spirit um, and giving some understanding and helping me through some things, um, I felt like the thing that he was really speaking into was this um, subject of fighting. And, 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 and I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about um, this element of our walk our journey as believers that involves um, fight um, in first Timothy it says to actually um, fight the good fight of faith um, and I found it odd that um, God would be talking to me about fighting when I'm I was thinking and interested in resting um, I don't find it so odd anymore because, and I haven't reconciled this, but um, I want to talk about fighting tonight a little bit, but I also want to talk about resting tonight a little bit, and I also want to talk about believing tonight. How much time do we have? Um, because I actually think all three of those are intertwined in a really interesting way. And like I said, I haven't completely worked this out, but um, I believe that... Sometimes we think rest looks like something it doesn't. I also believe that um, sometimes, in fact, our resting is fighting. Um, Graham Cook, he said this, he said, our rest is a weapon. Our rest is a weapon. And I think that's actually talking to a place of being, a state of being, where we would actually be in a place of rest, a place of peace in our lives. And in fact, that's actually warfare. Because the enemy would love to get us um, out of that place. And so when I talk about fighting, what I'm not talking about is the opposite of resting. Are you with me? I believe that our fight and our rest are intertwined. Um, I want to... I want to read from Hebrews 3 here in just a minute. Um, Yeah, why don't we just jump into the scripture to help us get a little landing. Where should we go? I want to start in, in chapter 3, starting in verse 7. Whoa, there it is. You can't you can miss it. It's a lot smaller on my page. I have like eight point font here. Well, if I have trouble, I know where to look. Starting in verse seven. It says, so as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert where your fathers tested and tried me and for 40 years saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. And I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Now pay close attention to this, verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end with the confidence we had at first. Let's just keep reading. We're just gonna read on so we get to four. It says, As has just been said, when that happens, you should pay attention. When the Bible repeats itself, pay attention. As has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. It's like he wants us to remember. Don't harden your hearts. He says, who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? This is what Michelle was just talking about. Perfect synchronization here. We didn't plan it this way, but I love it. And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them. Because those who heard did not combine it with faith. Now we who have believed into the rest, just as God has said. So I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. All right, so I want to just, I want to break this down for a minute. Um, so I said three things intertwined: Fighting, resting, and believing. And the first thing that he says here about this rest, and I don't know about you, but I, in the past I, I read this passage, and I, I got to this... Um, you know, it's it, it's a little doom and gloomy, isn't it? A little bit. Um, let's just be honest. Can it be doomy and gloomy? Is that what it that's Is that what it would be? Um, I mean, he's warning them pretty strongly. He's saying, "Make sure that you don't stop believing. Don't sing it, okay?" He says, "Make sure that you keep believing." I'll say it that way so we don't break out in song. Thank you, Journey. (laughs) He says that when it comes to rest, the reason they weren't able to enter into God's rest was what? It was unbelief. I always found it odd that this um, talk of disobedience was then followed by a conversation on entering into God's rest as if um, they seem disconnected. And I think part of it is because when we think of rest, we we think about um, not doing anything. But, But what God says here in Hebrews is that rest is intertwined with belief. And that the rest that God wanted to give for his people was the rest that came from believing him fully, trusting him for his provision in their life. And that's, in fact, what the Sabbath itself was pointing to. It was pointing to the fact that God is the provider of all things. And if we really believe that, then um, we we need to take him up on that. And so God called the people to stop from what they were doing, this very fundamental um, activity that was about providing for themselves so that they could be reminded again that God is the one who provides. And so rest is intertwined with belief, which is also intertwined with fighting, and this is how. I want to read, um, I want to fast forward, okay? He says in verse 9, he says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Now listen to verse 11. What does it look like to enter into that rest? He says, Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. This is, do you see the imagery there? How do we get into the rest? You don't just sit back. He says you make every effort to enter into it. How are we making every effort to enter into it? It's not by our striving. It's through belief. Are you with me? Let's do this. This is how I'll know that you're with me. That's our fight. Our fight is to believe. Our fight starts with God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take hold of that and I'm going to enter into it. Just make every effort to enter into his rest. There's something that we have to do there. There's something for us to do still. He says, stop your work, but make every effort to find yourself in that place of rest. And you do that by believing God for who He is. You do that by believing God for the promises of your life. You do that by believing God for His provision. I I feel like this is important for us, that we don't separate those things, because, um, because I think that, in fact, for some of us, we need rest right now. But in fact, to get to that place, God is asking you to fight. Does that make sense? We might think it's counterintuitive because we think, okay, I need to rest, and so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move everything out of the way, and I'm gonna try to just find time to just be still. And maybe you do need to be still. Maybe that's that's the belief is to believe that you can be still and still be productive. That's, someone needs to say amen to that. Come on. But I think that God is saying, in fact, I want you to enter into my rest, which means you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to contend for it in faith. You're going to have to actually believe that the good things that I've promised you will come to pass, but that there's actually something for you to do in obtaining them. God is the one who gives them, but there is something that we do in receiving them, and that is the belief part. And what you see is that belief is backed up by action. That's what James tells us. What we believe and what we do, they're intertwined. Our faith and our works they're 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 not separate and that's actually how we know our faith is actually genuine and it's alive is that our faith leads to doing something i want to um, i want to give a couple examples from scripture but first a couple weeks ago um, <laughs> this was great it's a really good example of this um, i was dropping Cynthia off at her house and it was middle of the day and um I was about to um, say goodbye, and she says, "Hold on, let me see if Michelle's home." So she runs inside, and Michelle should have been at work, but I—I I don't know why she wasn't. But it was a good—we were glad she wasn't. Um, your boss isn't going to listen to this. Okay. Uh, no, I—I'm not—I'm not getting Michelle in trouble. She—she she has a very flexible schedule. Um, so Michelle was home, and Cynthia runs back out, and she says, "Hey, we're going to pray." Come inside. Park the car. I say okay. And in my heart of hearts, I'm thinking, I'm not really up for this. I'm tired. I, I might need some prayer, but I don't really feel like praying, you know. And uh, and I just had a feeling there was going to be both, you know. So I'll go inside, and I'm just sitting there, and we start praying, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, God, I got. I don't have a thought in my head. <laughs> that could be, um, translated as a prayer. Um, but you know what? The longer I sat there, the more I started to realize how good it was. And, and before too long, um, I wasn't just sitting in there anymore. I was, I was communing. I was connecting, which is what prayer is. And then God began to give me some things to pray into. And I felt like, um, after like 50 yawns, I had a little bit of energy to, to pray into some of that stuff. And um, I think we were all feeling that same thing. We were feeling like, actually, none of us really felt like praying, but Cynthia was just like, I'm dragging us into that place of prayer because I know we need it. There's, there's something fundamental there for us. That is this realization that, have you ever noticed, How the the, the good things, the best things, they don't just happen. Have you noticed that? I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying right now to eat better. Eating crappy is really easy. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, just pounding donuts is so easy to do. especially when you have a day of the week called Donut Day, which is in my house. <laughs> but eating well, eating healthy foods, I don't know about you, but that is difficult for me. But I know it's good. In the same way, I believe in our journey with God that the things worth doing, the things that we need, the things that will nourish us, are the things that actually take something of us. This is you can do this for Amen. It, yeah, come on, all right. You guys are alive. Thank you. Jesus. I'm, you can get one from me. <laughs> I feel like that's so important for us to remember. And I, I just feel like God wants to encourage us in that tonight. And I want to. I want to. I want to speak into that place because I feel like some of us have been discouraged because we've met resistance. Some of us are discouraged because we feel like what we need is just a little bit out of reach. And every time we go to, to grab for it, we can't seem to get a hold of it. And and you're thinking perhaps maybe you're doing something wrong or maybe you're thinking that is this really even worth doing? Is this, Does this work? And I feel like God is saying, keep going. Take heart. Don't give up. Yes, it is actually proof that you're after something good. If you don't get it the first time, it may actually be proof that you're after something good. Don't stop believing. I tried to to not go there again. (laughs) Keep the faith. Make every effort to enter in to that place of rest through belief. Knowing that the good things that God has for you, they will come. And they're not going to come through you stirring up something, you striving, but, but you pressing in to say, God, I know you want to give them to me. And I'm just going to keep doing what I know is right and good and true. And I'm going to keep believing that you're the one who gives them. And I don't have to twist your arm, but I'm going to keep putting myself in the place to receive. That's a place of rest. That's a place that says, God, you're going to do it. And so I just feel like some of you just need to be encouraged. You're, you're going in the right direction. And the difficulty and resistance that you feel is actually because you're pursuing something good, something worth. Having something that will nourish your soul. <clears throat> so, keep going. I had some examples, but I don't. I don't think I'm going <clears> to <throat> get to them tonight. Um, actually, I just want us to. I just want us to spend a little bit of time in prayer. <clears throat> so you can just close your eyes with me, and I just want to continue to speak into that place of um, just reversing some of the uh, the feelings that come along with being tired. I feel like some of you you're tired, but you're you're oddly you're beating yourself up over it. And God's not saying it's your fault. He's actually saying don't be discouraged from the realization that you're depleted. It's just evidence that you need. It's just evidence that you can't do it alone. It's just evidence that you weren't made to be Independent, and He's in fact giving you permission in Him to not to not heap any guilt or shame or condemnation on yourself, because that just actually adds to the problem that will make you more tired. And some of you, that's that's um, that's been the case. And so He's saying, don't beat yourself up over it. In fact, he's saying, don't be dismayed that what you're after in me has seemed right out of reach. That means it's worth fighting for. And in me, by my spirit, I will give you strength. You don't fight in your own strength, you fight in mine. And that requires... To rest in the truth of God. That requires you to have hands open. That requires you to believe. And so, whatever needs to be accomplished, that we come before you, focusing on the work that is believing your ability to bring it to pass. God, we believe. We believe in your ability to bring it to pass. And Lord, help us to walk in the truth of that. Whatever it might be, God, help us to walk in the truth of your promise before it's been realized. That's that's actually us walking in faith. Just as Israel did when you said when you showed them the land, and you said, This is the land that I've given you. You said, I've given it to you before they ever obtained it. And then you called them to enter in, and you called them to fight those who were occupying it but all the while to believe that it was in fact already theirs because of your word, because of what you had said, because of what you were doing. And so would you help us to believe you in that way? We're going to take communion tonight. And I just want to pray into that. And just this realization that uh, we fight we fight, our fight is from the place of Jesus' victory. We fight from the place of victory through Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you that even your victory, especially your victory, it wasn't without fight. It wasn't without opposition it wasn't without difficulty. And that is your journey to the cross. That is your journey to the cross on our behalf. It took fight. So God, we just, we follow in your footsteps. And we put our trust in what You've won for us, God. And we rest in the promise of God. We rest in the the provision of God. As we come to the table tonight, we come to just declare that there is a rest for those in You that comes through believing in Your name. God, I pray that just as we are taking the bread and the juice. God, that we would see the tangible examples of that in our lives this week. Breakthrough in our lives this week. That we would find breakthrough in our time with You this week. We would find the breakthrough that is even us just moving, being moved to that place of saying, God, I want You in a way that perhaps I haven't for quite some time. God, I pray for breakthrough in... That place with you or tangible example of your provision this week. In the name of Jesus.